At 1500 is a 30-minute interview with a person of interest. Today, I have Susan McCracken with me. She is the Director of Career Development and Economic Engagement at the Career Development Center at Appalachian State. All right, so we will get started. I am here today with Susan McCracken from the Career Development Center. If you want to introduce yourself. Sure, I'm Susan McCracken. I'm Director of Career Development and Economic Engagement here at Appalachian. All right. Thank you for coming today, having this interview with me. Really appreciate you. Yeah. It, you know, class has just started again, so I bet it's really busy. So we'll just get right into it. So my first question is, what are the different services that students can access at the Career Development Center? Okay, so we pretty much provide anything and everything that students need to get work experience, to build their resume, to find a full-time job. So there are sort of three major areas under us. One is, which most people know most quickly, is student employment and internship. So all on-campus jobs come through our office, or 98.9% of all on-campus jobs. All federal work-study funded positions are managed by our office, and those are posted in Handshake, and we can talk about Handshake in a little bit. So students who are interested in looking for student employment, if they get a job on campus, they have to come to our office and complete the paperwork. So that's how a lot of people know about us for sort of their first introduction. And then the second way that most students know about us is we have our whole area of career coaching and programming. So this is our direct services around career development. So every student on campus has a career coach. If you are in the College of Arts and Sciences, Laura Pell is the career coach who serves all the departments in that college. So English, chemistry, geography, and planning, any department in that college, she is your go-to point person. The exception to that is the College of Business has its own specialized career center in the Walker College of Business called Business Career Services. But students can find out who their career coach is on Handshake. So also that's where through our programming and coaching is where we do the career meetups that we've been doing this year, where we would do workshops for clubs and organizations or do presentations and classes. And so those are all, those two areas, student employment and internship and career coaching and programming are things that we push out to students. But what we push out to students is also employers because to have a career development center, that's sort of the, that's a really critical partner is to have employers. So we have a whole team of people It's not that big. It's three people. We're a pretty lean machine, and we are short three positions right now. We haven't been able to fill, so it's everybody's doing a lot. But at any rate, the employer relations team, they are the people who work with, say, Enterprise to find out what their hiring needs are. They're the ones who work with, let's say, AmeriCorps. I mean, they're going to be at some of our events. They work with them to find out what their hiring needs are. Are you hiring internships or are you hiring for jobs? And then they are the group that work very closely with the career coaches to figure out what type of employer engagement would be beneficial to students. So, Eris, you and I were just talking about the Career Connect events we have going on next week. And so, for example, we have a panel discussion about work in the broadcasting and media field. And so we have employers coming like Spectrum has been invited. We have IMG who confirmed to do that. We have a representative from the PNC Center that does events and sports in Raleigh. So it's really important to us to make sure that students have the support for their own personal development, but that they also have a chance to meet employers and learn more about what it's really like to be in this work and how did I get into it. 
Okay, great. Thanks. I think another question I had just underneath that one while we're on this topic is, do y'all offer headshots or things like that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's funny because I actually had that on a list of questions I was thinking about sending you and I was like, ah, no, maybe she's not interested in that. But yes, we do do headshots. The challenge has been is with COVID, we really have not been in our office. Our plan is is that probably about the first or second week in February, I don't know that we'll get it all set up next week, is that we will have a place on Handshake where students can make an appointment to come in and get a headshot. I think right now it's probably more important than ever to have a headshot because students are, for the most part, if you're graduating or you're looking for an internship, you're doing an interview like this through Zoom, the employer is looking at your LinkedIn account and they're seeing your headshot. We really don't encourage students to put their headshot on their resume and that's to avoid any bias that there might be. And also a lot of resumes are scanned using some type of electronic process. And we want we don't want anything that could negatively impact a student's opportunity for the resume to be seen. But that is coming. So watch on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And we'll be posting when we start that. And your socials for those are just Career Development Center or? You know, I'm going to have to look at our website because I am terrible about remembering what they all are. So if you will give me a half a second, I will tell you what they are. (laughs) Let's see. Okay, so our Twitter is, I'm pretty sure, at Career Center. I'm pretty sure that's right. Oh, nope, I was wrong. At App State Careers. But the one that most people are probably interested in is our Instagram. And that's what most students follow. That's where we put a lot of stuff. So our Instagram is App State Careers. And your parents, students' parents, are probably following us on Facebook because it's not uncommon for me to have a student contact us or contact me, he says, my mom saw something that was on Facebook. And Facebook is at App State Careers. All right. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. So when should a student start using the Career Development Center and your other services? Actually, everyone should wait until like a week before they graduate and they're in a total panic and need to find a job. And that is a myth. That is not what you should do. That is probably what, that's definitely what I did when I was in college. I did not use the Career Center and that was a mistake. And now I know that. But I think that you should, you know, come see us frequently. You do not, I think sometimes people feel that they need to have their resume ready or they need to have a plan in place. They date basically need to have done everything before they come see us. That's not why we're here. We're not here. I mean, for some people, we can help you polish, you know, a portfolio or your resume that you've worked on on your own. But for the most part, we want to see you early on. Michelle Brown is available to have appointments with students just to explore what you want to major in and how your major might connect with the work that you're interested in doing or the future that you want to pursue. So we really, really encourage students to come see us early and come often. Recently, I had a student ask me, it was, oh, it was, there were some students who were doing orientation and they said, 
how do you respond when students say, I don't know what to do, I need to find a major? And I'm like, well, that's part of the reason you're here. Now, if you're a junior and you still don't know what you want to major in, then we probably really need to do some serious talking. But as a first year student, that part of the reason you're here is to explore your options. We have career assessments. We will do different exercises with you to help you really refine and define what your interests and your values are. What I say is to think about what is the life that you want to have, and that's so much more than what your work is. So pretty much your first year, I would say come see us and do some career exploration. If you're working on campus or even working off campus, start looking at some of our materials around career readiness because you may have a part-time job and think, well, gosh, in this part-time job, I'm not learning anything. You are gaining skills. And the first skill is showing up for work, which is not something that should be taken for granted, but having a work ethic and being able to be responsible. So we want you to learn how you translate those skills to your resume. Definitely by your junior end of your sophomore year, you might want to start thinking about how do I get some experience, whether it's a full-blown internship or I'm volunteering or I'm job shadowing someone. And then by the time you're a senior, at that point, you should have, you know, at least at the minimum, a list of things that you've done that you can put into your resume. And that's where we really want to give you skills and strategies for how to put your resume together, tailor it for different positions, find jobs, and learn about networking. And one thing I do want to say about that, because we sometimes hear from students, you know, I need to learn about networking. Well, networking, especially right now, is not putting on a suit and tie and coming to some event that we put on campus. Networking is every connection that you have with someone in your life. It could be your next door neighbor who you find out and realize works for a software development company and you're an IT uh, CS major and you want to talk to them. My daughter recently was on a road trip and had car trouble and got stuck for three days and through that she connected with someone that led to an interview that I think is going to lead to a summer internship. So getting stranded in your car in Colorado is a way to network. So networking is every interaction that you have and definitely LinkedIn right now is a good way to do that and coming to the events that we have where employers are, even if they don't have a job right now or an internship, introducing yourself and making sure that they know who you are. So, and then when you graduate, we're also here. Hopefully, Your first interaction with the Career Development Center is not as an alumni, but for some people it is, and we're here, and we will work with you and help you with your Handshake account even after you graduate. Yeah, I just want to say I'm so glad you mentioned how just showing up to work is a skill because I feel like students just get so discouraged, especially ones that really don't have any idea what they want to do. I went to the Career Development Center my sophomore year because I wanted to change majors, And I'm so glad I did looking back. It was just a great experience overall. So on that note, if a student has no idea what they want to do, what needs to be done beforehand before coming into the career development center? I go in and make an appointment and just, um, I mean, I sometimes students will say, well, I'm undecided. I need to figure out what my major is. Own being undecided and use that as an opportunity to do research, to explore. There is probably, it's very rare for most of us that that we either love everything equally or we dislike everything equally. Pretty much we all have some preferences. So just starting to think about those preferences, but the most important thing to do is just go ahead and make an appointment, 
show up for your appointment, turn your screen on, because right now we'll do it Zoom. Hopefully we'll do it in person. Just kind of say, this is where I am. Sometimes students will want help with their resume and they're like, but I don't really have a resume. It's only my high school resume. Well, if you're a first year student, that's, (laughs) I mean, that's all you have. So think about what resume, what experiences you already have And then what I think is important for students to think about or anyone to think about is what do you want your resume to look like in four years when you graduate? What types of experiences, what types of research might you have done with the faculty? What types of projects might you have done in your academic classes? What things do you want your resume to look like when you graduate? And then start kind of planning backwards too. Because it's a process. Even when you're 50 years old, it's still a process. So what type of events are y'all having this spring? And for Zoom, I'm assuming you have to dress accordingly and whatnot. Yeah. Yes. So we have a ton of stuff going on. In fact, I'm pretty sure that everyone in our office is probably going to kill me because we have been very ambitious. I think we have a about 16 or 17 events planned over the semester. So for the month of February, from here on through February, each week has a different theme. And some of the weeks have two themes. So for instance, next week is media and communication is one theme and management trainee and leadership development is another trainee. So we will have as another theme. So for that leadership development management trainee, We'll have a small career fair with, I think, seven or eight employers, and it'll be just for a few hours. And that really is the reason we're doing these smaller events is to give students more opportunity to see employers, for employers to feel like that they're actually having quality time with students instead of being barraged by, you know, either people not coming or just two or three coming or a whole bunch showing up at once and they don't have time to talk to them online. So we have events planned for careers in health sciences. We have events planned, I think it's the second full week in February. We have building science, renewable energy, and interior design. We will have our traditional outdoor jobs fair that we do with the recreation management. We have 55 plus employers signed up for that. And the jobs that are available there for summer work really span the whole gamut because a lot of camps were not open last summer. So they're looking for leadership positions. We'll have the education career fair for education majors in March. We will do careers for impact, which is our focus on sustainability. That'll be in March. And something that I'm really excited about that we're going to do this year is we're doing a new event that involves UNC Chapel Hill, UNCG, and North Carolina Central, and it's called Lead Your Way Diversity Career Conference and Networking. And we have hand-selected, I think, 12, no, 15 employers that we know have a commitment and that have a demonstrated commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion in their organization. And this event is really targeted towards students who are from traditionally underrepresented populations to be able to learn about what initiatives and mentoring are in place at these organizations that will really support their growth, their professional growth. So that's on February the 17th. And and the employers for that, we've got Goldman Sachs, we've got Facebook, 
We've got Kinsey Consulting. We've got SAS, Cisco. We've got Bank of America. I can't even remember. We've got some pretty rock star Fortune 500 companies who will be a part of that. And then every day, Monday through Thursday, we have Career Studio, which is virtual. And that's just a drop in to get resume help if you want it. And then obviously the career coaches are making appointments with students through Handshake. I think what is I recognize this world of Zoom, I get tired of it, but I think it's really tiring for students because you're not only doing it all day for class, but every meeting you have with somebody like me is on Zoom. Every club meeting you have is on Zoom. Your Greek life, your RAs, your everything you're doing is on Zoom. So we really value when students make an effort to be a part of a career event on Zoom because I know for me it's exhausting and I know it's even more exhausting for y'all and we know what that investment takes and we're very appreciative for students to students for putting themselves out there and and really thinking about what they want to do and saying okay I'm going to still engage in this way. Yeah. Well, we're appreciative for everything y'all do too. I mean, those events sound amazing and just great opportunities for students right now and our employers coming to campus. And like, I'm really stressed about finding a job after graduation. This is my last semester. So what does the workforce look like right now? Right. So it's kind of like everything. It's very scattered and somewhat unpredictable. Certain sectors cannot hire enough people. Nurses, If you're in the healthcare profession, you have many, 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 many opportunities. Teachers, we are seeing that many, pretty much anyone who is an education major will have multiple opportunities and job offers. IT, I can't tell you how much of a demand there is for IT jobs and not even formal computer science majors. But if you know how to code Java, if you know Python, if you know some of these programs, you have lots of opportunities. So I would say for students, really assess what your skills are. Look what at employers who are hiring for the skills that you have. If you want to work in hospitality, if you want to be an event planner, if those are jobs that you're really interested in, if you are interested in performance art, right now those opportunities are sort of few and far between. But what I will say to students, and and I've talked to a couple of employers who have sort of confirmed my theory, because things are so kind of crazy right now, Some of our companies and organizations cannot hire enough people. And if you are prepared, one of the things you mentioned earlier, Eris, is if we're doing Zoom, how do I present myself? You show up. You don't need to be in a tuxedo. You know, you don't need to be in the finest suit that you could find at Brooks Brothers. You just need to look very professional and put together. You need to have a very clear organized resume. And if you are engaged and if you are motivated, you are going to make an impression with employers. We have one employer who told us back in the fall, I think he said he needed to hire 400 salespeople in the Southeast before Christmas. He works in an area that does like power tools. Well, everybody's doing something in their house. Everybody's doing a project. They can't keep those power tools in stock at Home Depot and Lowe's. So again, it really depends on the area. 
case management trainee week that we have starting next week. The fair will actually be on Thursday afternoon from 11 to 2. I know we have Sharon Williams there. They have a great management trainee program and they are hiring. Enterprise will be there. They are hiring. So don't think that because the news that you hear is that the economy is really bad means that there are no jobs. It just means you're just going to have to work a little harder than say 18 months ago when anyone could practically get a job. So just to get back to the basics before we wrap up, how do I make an appointment with the Career Development Center and are they in person, on Zoom? What's that look like? So first of all, if you haven't logged into Handshake, students log into Handshake. The more students who log, we just approved BMW as an employer who is coming to our STEM fair. That's partly because we have so many students on Handshake. So the more students who are using Handshake, the more it's just like any social media, the more we are visible to employers. So get on Handshake, set up your profile. You log into Handshake to make your appointment with your career coach. Your major is already pre-populated. So if you go in and you click, I need an appointment for my resume review and you're an education major, you're going to come to me and you're going to see my name and you're going to make an appointment with me. Right now, everything we are doing is on Zoom. I anticipate and hope we We've talked to some employers who want to come to campus, so hopefully by March we'll be able to have one or two a week in the student union. I was doing drop-ins on Sanford Mall last fall until the 1st of November when it got really cold. I'm hoping to do some drop-ins on the mall or in the student union this spring. So again, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, read your Monday email that comes from Handshake, read the Thursday email that comes from Handshake has current jobs that are jobs and internships. So if you, you know, I know you get a million pieces of email, but look at those and you'll know where we're going to be and when we're going to be there. But we are available and accessible. Okay, great. Just one last question. Do you have any like your favorite success stories from students you've worked with? Just like it could be any getting a job related or just something like that. Well, so tonight I'm super psyched because at five o'clock I'm going to do a career meetup with three students that I worked with. They've all graduated. And this theme is head to the hill, find an internship and job in DC. One of them was a, two of them were White House interns and both ended up getting jobs and working in DC. One of them was an intern in state government, worked with a contractor in DC. She wanted to be in DC. So she took like a temp job at a temp agency and now she has a full-time job at the Library of Congress. So those things are so much fun to me. And the other story that I want to say, and again, this kind of goes back to that networking two years ago, for a couple of years, we were able to take a group of students to a women's leadership conference that the North Carolina Chamber sponsored. And two years ago, one of the young women who went with us to the conference was in a session and the woman in front of her asked the panelist a question about hiring for diversity and how do you generate a diverse applicant pool? Well, after the session was over, the student tapped that person on the back and said, you know, I wanted to follow up and talk to you more about the question that you ask. Well, anyway, they talked for 30 minutes. 
Next thing you knew, the student uh, had an interview set up for a week later. She had the interview, and this organization, it is a chain of restaurants. They hired her to be like their first ever coordinator of the customer experience so that they would make sure that there were no biases, no practices that they, you know, to basically help them do an inventory of how are we treating people and do we have unconscious bias. So I think that's a great example of networking and people, students just putting themselves out there. Because again, you never know who might be sitting next to you on a flight or who might be sitting next to you when you get your car washed at Bubbles. You never know. Yeah. Communication right now is everything. I mean, human interaction too, in any capacity, of course, following three W's and whatnot, but yeah. From 90.5 WASU, I'm Eris Sodermilk, Assistant News Director, and this is App 1800.